0: Welcome to the Let's Decode Stigma podcast. My school was like triple his. I think in the end we worked out, I'd kissed like over 50 people with tongues in like under three minutes, which when you think about it is pretty disgusting and I'm not surprised I got glandular fever. In advance, but you know, it's your fault because you took her on holiday. I'm sorry I blocked you. It's just because I was obsessed with your that profile at time. I was quite concerned that I was actually going to be traded in for a camel. Like, I think he would have picked the camel over me at this point. In Norfolk, that, I just deleted it straight away. I was like, this is depressing. I cannot stay here if this is my dating life. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Decode Stigma. I missed a week last week, and um, I think that, In the light of what this podcast is about, I should be really open and honest as to why I didn't record one and get one out to everyone. Um, It's because that, so I did have a really busy week and there's a lot going on in my life at the moment, a lot of exciting things, um, starting a new job, starting a business, there's a lot of things going on and this is something that I just really enjoy doing and it's something that a lot of people, I've had... There are like some people that obviously listen to it on a weekly basis and are really supportive of me and have said that have said really lovely things. Everyone who's listened to it has basically given me really lovely feedback and there are people that have said that some of the things I've said have had a massive impact on the way that they see their life. And obviously that's such an amazing thing to hear and it's basically why I started the podcast because it's about spreading information and just opening up conversations that people wouldn't normally have. However, there are moments where you do feel like you feel the pressure almost that people are judging you. And I am one of those people, a hundred percent, hold my hands up and say like, I worry about what other people think of me all the time. Um, There's certain things that I wouldn't post on social media um, and, like, just because I'm scared of what people will think of me, and then I've had, like, a lot of my close friends ask me, like, oh, how's the podcast getting on, what have you, like, you know, like, how many listeners you get, like, is it doing well, do you get good feedback, and although it's coming from a really nice place, and a really positive place, and everyone's being, obviously, like, just interested in my life, there's just that element of, like, I feel like a pressure to be achieving a certain amount with it, and, that's not why I started it. I started it because I, lo- I want to open up the conversation because I feel like there's a lot of issues where people don't, and it's a platform that I thought I would be comfortable doing it on. Uh, like I said before, like in my welcoming, I, I'm not comfortable in front of the camera in like a video talking respect. So this was a way for me to be able to, like a platform that I thought was really good for me personally because. Everyone who knows me knows I can chat for England, um, so obviously that worked out. But, last week I kind of let fear of what people would think, fear of people judging me, fear of, fear of failure, I guess, um, all put me off, and I did actually have one recorded that I haven't put out, um... Just because I got really self-conscious about it. And I think that is such a big conversation itself. Like, I know my sister suffered with this. She um, has her own yoga business. And there was moments where she wanted to really push it on social media. But she, again, like, we, me and my sister both have this very much love-hate relationship with social media. We both appreciate what it can do for you in terms of business and everything. But... In order to be successful, you really have to drive it. You have to drive it really hard. You have to graft it. You have to, but you have to continuously. And I think it gets to that point where you have to, you might not see results, but you have to continue to push through. And I've been really slack. I, when this first launched, I was really good. I was posting all the time and now I've dwindled. And that, and I use the excuse of, oh, I've got loads going on. Like I'm applying for a new job. I'm obviously trying to get the business set up and all of that stuff and actually it's just an excuse like I if you look at my screen time on my phone it's no less than what it was when I was posting loads about the business I'm still spending embarrassingly like four hours a day on my phone so actually I do have the hours I'm just not using them and utilizing them and I think we all do that and we all make excuses like We will get subconscious about things, we'll worry about things, and instead of actually, like, facing it head on and being like, right, is this something I actually want to do, and do these people's opinion really matter or not, we make excuses and we, like, we we shy away from what actually we really want to do just because we're worried about what Tina might think from when we went to school. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you haven't seen Tina in 10 years, Tina probably doesn't give a shit. But you're in your head, you're like, oh, they care, they're judging me, they're like looking at how many likes I get, how many subscribers I get, how many, we're so driven by numbers, and yeah, like, numbers do rule the world, and like, it's all about analysing it and growth, and, but, actually, if it's something you enjoy doing, does it really matter what Tina thinks? No, not at all. Um, full disclosure, I actually don't know anyone called Tina, um, But you get my idea, and I think whether you do this on your personal social media, whether you do this in just in general life, like I know people that don't use social media, but constantly also worry about what people think of them. And I'm probably more worried about what people think of them than some people on social media. So again, I'm not saying this is all social media driven. Um, I think it's the whole... We're brought up now where everyone has an opinion. And that's great. And also everyone has the option to do anything they want in life. And again, fantastic. But it just means that there's so much more room for failure. um, Which does make it hard. And I know everyone talks about millennials being snowflakes and all of that. But when you're constantly worried about people judging you, this fear and judgement does kick in and i think that there's a that's probably the reason for a lot of people failing in life like because they've just not fully committed and you just have to like for example phil knight didn't create nike on a nice smooth sailing path he had setbacks he had people judging him left right and center But he pushed through all of that and he, because he knew what he was doing, he was passionate about. So I guess it's more about reigniting the passion. And if you know in your heart why you're doing it, then you should keep doing it. Because this could be anything. This could be, you might be learning to paint. And people might be like, oh, you're really shit at painting. But if you really like it, what does that really matter? Or... You might be wanting to run a marathon, right? And you might set yourself a goal of next year and actually you can't run five minutes. People will be going, right, she's lost her head. She's never gonna do it. Like, mate, we what we all need to do is actually turn that judgment and that fear because let's be honest, everyone judges everyone. You are conscious of people judging you, but you will judge other people. Like it's just the way of the world, it's how we are as humans. So what you need to do is actually turn that um, turn that fear and that judgement of actually, do you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong, like there's this girl, full disclosure, hold my hands up and say it, there's this girl who used to go to school with us and um, about I'd say two years ago or so she started posting like quite bloggy pictures and I was like oh she's trying to be a fashion blogger, like she's not a fashion blogger, what's she doing? Um, and now she is. Right, so, and she put on a story, like, about six months ago about how she, someone had asked her how long she'd been blogging for and she was like, oh, I started two years ago but then felt like I was being judged and then I picked it up again, like, a year ago. And do you see what I mean? Like, she stopped and imagine where she could be now if she hadn't have stopped for that year. Like, her growth in the last year, I've watched her, um, has been quite significant. And now she's working with brands and stuff and she's getting, like, all these... Deals and affiliate codes and what... Discount codes and whatnot. Um, And her Instagram following has gone up. But imagine if she hadn't cared about what people thought for that year. She would have had such more exponential growth. So I guess it's kind of actually... And now she's doing really well. So actually then people that stopped her... Just misjudged her completely. Um, So I guess that kind of leads on to like... What I actually want to talk about today was imposter syndrome like we all get it so much um whether you think you have or whatever uh, there will always be a time where you think I don't belong here and I haven't earned it um I th- my my best mate Izzy laughed at me because I was like so <laughs> I hadn't seen her in a while and we went to the went to the pub um she was only home but I only saw her for like an hour or so And I was like, I walked up to her and her boyfriend, and they were like, "You're right." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so stressed." And they're like, "Why? What's happened?" I was like, "Well, I've just been offered this, and then I've been offered this, and I'm doing this, and like, this is happening, and I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how this all happened to me. I, I don't need all these opportunities. I don't deserve them. Like, I don't know what to pick." And she looked at me and she was like, "Well, did did you apply for all of those?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, and you decided to set that up. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and actually, like, you've been offered it because you're a really good candidate and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. But, like, in my head, I was like, I don't deserve to have all of these opportunities. Like, what have I really done to earn it? And actually, now I'm really stressed because I've got to pick the right decision. Because if I don't pick the right thing, then I've wasted an opportunity. And I've wasted an opportunity for someone else. So, like... I could have had that position but like someone better who would have experienced it better at the time should have had it and I felt like I was an imposter in that application or that role or whatever and she's like but you deserve to be there otherwise they wouldn't have offered it to you and she said the same back when I applied for my job at Puma when I got offered the job at Puma I was like can you believe it like I didn't actually believe I'd got offered the job like this is how bad it was I went through all the processes and, like, um, so my goal was, like, I want to work for one of the big three sports brands. And as in, like, when I graduated in my career, at some point, I wanted to work for one of the big three. That was the goal. And I got my internship with Puma, in my opinion, one of the big three. Up for debate, but you go. Um, And I... I didn't believe it and I genuinely when I got the call I cried and then I thought no they're going to call me and say it's been a mistake thought that for about a month and then I went and got a flat and I thought well I've got a flat now they've got to give me the job because I've just spent x amount on getting a flat in London they can't now turn me down still waiting for the call and even to the point of when I was going in for my first day I was like no this is going to be some sort of practical joke I'm going to turn up and they're going to be like laugh in my face and be like Did you actually think you got this? Like, and I know that I'm not the only one that thinks like this and I know I'm a bit of a drama queen and I like, I have quite a vivid imagination and it also makes me sound quite self-obsessed that I think actually that people would take the time of day to prank me in such a manner for such a long time. Like obviously no one has that time to spend on me but your mind can lead you, what I'm saying is your mind can lead you to believe quite... Elusive and quite imaginative stories that actually aren't true. Like, if you've been, if you're in a position where you're getting something or doing something, it's because you have you've got there for a reason. Like, the dominoes don't fall on their own. There is an effect that happens. You had to kickstart that, so you got there by actions that you've done. So, I'm guessing that. So, what I'm saying is, like, the imposter syndrome is. It's a figure of our imagination and we all need to have this reality check. So when I was setting up when I was thinking about setting up my brand, I I so I read this book called Surrounded by Idiots," and it talks about our personality traits and how what depending on what type of characteristics you are, depends on what colour you are. Most people are like a blend of two, some can be three very rarely just one but there's a variety of different colours it's red yellow green and blue and I am very much it's quite rare but I am a red green so it means that I am so red is like you're very decisive you make decisions quickly you like deal with risks like instantly you're quite analytical but you're like bam bam decision made no hanging around quick fire bit fiery yeah Green is the opposite and you're quite caring. You are like quite sympathetic with people. You take time and you're just a bit more like cautious of what other people think. So that's where it's quite hard to be a red green because you are like kind of two polar opposite personalities. And I make decisions very quickly. So when I decided that this is what I want to do, I, it was literally, I was driving along one day and I thought, why am I not doing this? This is stupid. Like, I'm going to do this. Text my sister and I was like, do we think I can achieve this? And she said, of course you can achieve it. Like, she's my sister. She's my hype girl, you know? And right, so now I was like, instantly I was like, done. Bam, bam. Spent days researching it because, well, it's obviously like discussing with family members and stuff, but I wanted to have all my facts together. But as I read, I made the decision I got all the facts that I needed together and I was ready. Within about four days, sat my dad down. I was like, Dad, this is what I'm going to do. But, and he was like, right, if you thought about this. I was like, yes, showed him. He's like, what thought about this? I was like, yes, showed him. He's like, how are you going to do this? I was like, done it. Bam. Um, like, I was very much bang, 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 done. To do this, check. And then the green set in and I was like, oh. But what if people judge me? What if people think, who does she think she is? she does not, like, what makes her, what gives her the right to do that, or why does she think that she can achieve something like that, like, does she really think that highly of herself, it, like, all of these things keep coming into my head, like, well, what if, again, what if Tina from school looks at my Instagram and sees that I've done this, and is like, oh, I can't believe she's, like, done that. Like, did she actually think she was going to be successful? Obviously, she's going to fail. And, like, my head just went, Phew. right? And, like, I'm very lucky. I've got, like, really solid support system around me where I can be like, guys, my head, I've lost my head. And they will be like, right, let's get you back on the track. And I will, or I'll, like, I'll take a couple of days to stew it over and then I'll get back. And, I like, I don't get me wrong, like, it's totally normal and accessible to have these thoughts, but it's acceptable to have them if you let it push you forwards. So for me, I now know that, yeah, Tina might judge me, but I truly believe in what I'm doing. And people, there are people in the industry that believe in what I'm doing. There's people in my personal life that believe in what I'm doing. And there's a whole demographic of people that are gonna believe in what I'm doing. Right? I know those things. But that's fine as long as I let Tina push me into them. Like, if I suddenly stop because I'm worried about what people are going to say, imposter syndrome's one. Like, I'm not in the wrong place. I just need to realise that I deserve to be there because I'm working hard to be there. Um, and I guess the other thing that ties in with that is, like, the perfectionism. We also have this whole idea that unless we're doing it 100% perfectly, it's wrong. And my sister, who, um, was on the podcast in season two, was talking about how one of her biggest issues is that she is a perfectionist and everything has to be perfect. And if it's not, she's a failure. And, but she also told me, so I'm, I'm a perfectionist in many ways. Uh, one of my ways is my wardrobe is colour organised by category. Um, my trainers, which are really upsetting me at the moment, so we've just moved house, um, just moved in with Mel, who was also on the podcast, and um, my trainers do not really fit in the bottom of my wardrobe, it's a very big wardrobe, <laughs> um, but they don't fit, and they're not organised, and I can't find them with trainers, and it's really stressing me out, because that to me has to be perfect, right, and I know it seems silly, but There's lots of things where people are perfectionists. And she said to me. She was like. You know it's not healthy being a perfectionist though is it? Like that's really bad for you. You need to sort that out. And I was like excuse me. But like you're a perfectionist in your own way as well. And I think that it's not necessarily. Like depending obviously on how extreme you are. Or within you know a leeway. It can be a very good thing. Like if. My love and perfectionism of my trainers starts causing arguments with Mel, for example, my housemate, then it's gone too far, right? Because, well, I mean, unless she came and trashed my trainers, which pray to God she doesn't, um, like do you know what I mean? Like, so unless it causes you issues in relationships or issues in your life where you cannot, it's detrimental to your health or your relationships then it should just be used, again, as a driver. Like, I feel like all these things, which are talked about quite negatively at the moment, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, fear of failure, they're all millennial issues, let's be honest. Like, these are things that millennials have issues with. But what they should be seen as is we should learn to flip it because... They can all be drivers for all of us. Like, you might not be perfect at that, but work harder to get there. So, but don't break your back doing it. So, for example, my sister's is with grades, Um, and I'm the same actually. Like, if we don't get the best grades, then it's the end of the world. But actually, you don't need the best grade in everything to still do well. I think that's something I've learned over the years. Like. I, for me, so I always had this, and on A-level results day, my, one of my friends said to me, it's not results day if you don't cry, because I am such a perfectionist, like everything has to be perfect, and I had a lot of personal stuff going on in, during A-levels, um, with my eating disorders and things, so I didn't get the grades that I wanted, and I, actually I got significantly lower than I wanted, um, I wasn't going to go to uni anyway at the time, but. I have since gone to uni, had an internship with one of the biggest sports fans in the world. I have now got a grad job and I'm starting my own brand. So actually, me not achieving what I wanted to achieve hasn't set me back greatly in life. Like, it took me on a detour, absolutely. Like, if I'd have gone to A-levels and smashed them and got the grades that I was predicted... Would I? But would I be in the same place that I'm in now, is what I'm trying to say. No, not at all. So actually sometimes not achieving your perceived perfection isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, and I guess it comes back to, I'm always that really annoying person. And I'm only that really annoying person because I've been through so many situations like this, where every cloud does have a silver lining. I can't tell you what it is. You won't know until you know. um, But there will be one. There always is. Always. Like, I... When I haven't got jobs, for example, I've then got a better job that's better suited to me. Or, like, you know when you're applying for jobs and you apply for hundreds and you only hear back from, like, two and it's really disheartening. But actually, then the job that you do get is usually way better suited to you than anything else. So actually, that, if you're a perfectionist, you'd be like, I've a failure, I've not done anything right. But actually what you haven't is you've shown who you are, you've showcased your skills, and that that job just doesn't match up to you. And I think that's what we need to learn is that you are never going to be perfect for everything. You are not the right person to do every job. Um, You won't be successful in every area that you want to be successful in like just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you're necessarily really good at it um and I think that it's part of the whole millennial snowflake situation where we've been brought up where we can you can achieve anything you can be anything you want to be actually you can't like I grew up and I was like I want to be a brain surgeon No. I was like, I want to be a brain surgeon. I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy just to set the scene. That's what I want to be, you know, Derek Shepherd. That's what I want to be. I want to be a brain surgeon, and everyone was like, "You can be everything you want to be." I then did five GCSEs of science and realised I can do science, but I'm like mediocrely good at it. Like, I there's a lot of things I'm better at, and I realised I didn't like science. Right, so actually, I can't be a brain surgeon because I don't like science. Um, I'm not extremely good at science, to be honest. Like, probably because I don't like it, but I had no passion for it. I wasn't interested. Didn't really like touching the, you know, in biology when they used to cut up things. Didn't really like doing that either. So, could I have been a brain surgeon? No, I've not got the brain for it. I've not got the gut for it, to be honest. Or the passion. So you can't be whatever you want to be because I can't be a brain surgeon. But what I can be is I'm creative, I'm analytical, and I have ideas and I'm a good talker and like I have so many other qualities that can get me into so many other jobs, but I can't do anything. Like I couldn't be a footballer, for example. Uh I have a fear of head by head heading the ball. Can't do like you know, I couldn't be a footballer. So I think it's this whole, although it's good to think that the sky's the limit, know that there is a limit to where, do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, you've got all the possibilities in the world, but there is still a ceiling. You can't You can't just wake up one day and say, I want to be a sumo wrestler, and then be a sumo wrestler. Like, it just doesn't work like that. And I think that we as a generation and as people who are very big on talking about on social media and I guess it is getting a lot better in terms of people showcasing other elements of their lives it's hard graft like nothing in life comes easy and you're gonna feel like you're an imposter sometimes but you're not if you're there it's because you deserve to be there And you're going to feel like you've not done something 100% perfectly. And you probably haven't, but learn from it. Um, And I guess it's just all about... It comes back to this whole, as if the more we talk about it, the more people will realise it's okay not to be perfect. And it's okay to feel like you're out of your comfort zone because whenever you're out of your depth and you're an, an imposter, you need to tread water to get there. It's like the swan analogy, isn't it? Where um, you should always be a swan because they look so graceful and calm on top of the water but actually their legs are kicking really quickly. Um, Or is it duck? No, I think it's a swan. That sounds way more graceful. Um, And you should always be the swan. Have a calm, cool face on. So even if you feel like an imposter, get your calm, cool face on but kick away. Like you tread that water until you are at the front of the pack and you turn every negative comment or negative thought that you have about you being able to achieve it or what Tina might think and you push, like, and you prove them wrong because if not, you're just letting them win, essentially. So that is a long waffle on about how I didn't post a podcast last week. And I well I hope you all enjoyed it and I hope you all resonate with it in some manner or not. Um I would really appreciate it if you can like, share, and subscribe. We have got the new Instagram page for Let's Decode Stigma, which is at Let's Decode Stigma on Instagram. And we have it on Facebook, so if you could give me a like and a subscribe and a follow on all of those above platforms. That would be fantastic and I will see you next week.